Let's welcome everybody into the Real Kipper and Born Show. This is the national edition of our show. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour of Real Kipper and Born brought to you by Bet365. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee for the next hour. It is NHL All-Star Week. Yes. So we're going to have you some... excited? We're going to have some great guests. I don't know who they are because Sammy's going to surprise us all week. Yes. It's going to be McDavid and Bettman and no. But in no, the meantime... I've been told that I made those up. But in the meantime, all week... Send us a text at 590-590, questions, comments, whatever it is. Let us know. We're going to have a lot of room to get these things yes. in in the next week because it's it's quiet, right? A game tonight, a couple tomorrow night. And they're not, I hate to say it, like they're not exactly world beaters. <laughs> yeah, there's six games, I think, over Left. the next three nights in San Jose's and two of them. So that eliminates the intrigue. And a- it feels, to me, I guess they want to give, like, why did they pick these teams to play this late? So you got uh, Columbus, St. Louis tomorrow, Kraken Sharks on Wednesday. That you have one good game, Ottawa, Detroit, and then there's Kings, Predators, Sharks, Ducks. Like, was there any thought process? Like, I guess you want to give the Leafs the time off because they're going to be like, did they pick the team that they thought was going to have more All Stars on it? Like, it's very <laughs> weird. Not sure exactly. We're going to welcome in Aaron Portsline in a few minutes yeah. to talk uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, because, I mean, it just seems like they're in the. Headlines all the time these days, but unfortunately, yeah. it's not anything to do with on the ice. It seems to be what's around them off the ice. So we'll get Aaron in in, in a couple of minutes. But just before just before we went on break, you, you, it paid me a high compliment mm. that someone would be listening to our show and feel the need to pull over <laughs> to respond to respond <laughs> yeah. to us. Yes, I got to tell you how much like, we love that. You know, get involved. We, yeah, we as want long as your they opinion. do it safefully. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Pull over safefully. Pull over, that's a key so part. We, Don't they had a drive. problem with me? Uh, you know, not everyone has agreed with your stance on that uh, overturn goal. Yeah, the oh, overturn this, goal. this one. I, I'm so, getting hammered. I wasn't going to say anything, but the text line is warm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hammered. <laughs> wasn't going to say anything, Kippy, but people are pissed. I think I surprised a lot of people for taking the goalie side on this. Yeah, I think... People assumed you'd be in favor of the guy. Yes, running the crease. The, screening the goal. Yeah, running over. Yeah. What was the Oh, team? yeah, he was just bowled him right over. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, was, the, like, the, the pace was just breakneck. Like Quickly, to, should mention the Oilers, 16 straight. Like to keep everybody on their toes. Yeah. Yes. Got his egg sometimes. Yes. Now, are they excited for the break, or are they like, no, please, let us just keep playing? Honestly, they've been playing dogs. So the... This I don't mean that to take away from the streaks, yes. but they've been playing like Columbus, Chicago, and like some games the Oil have looked okay, and they're getting their wins. That's a good team does that. They make other teams look kind of sad. So I think they're probably ready for a break here. Like I don't think they've played spectacularly the last week, and they still get all their they're, wins. So their last uh, I'm special just going, team. I'm just going back here. Like you know they've beaten Sens, Blackhawks, Red Wings, Canadians, Maple Leafs, Kraken, Flames, Jackets. Blackhawks, Predators. Like, it hasn't Ooh, been a murderer's... The, yeah. It hasn't been a murderer's row. Like, before that, they beat the Flyers, the Ducks, the Sharks, Kings. Like, it hasn't been a murderer's row. Yeah. But at the same time, doing it 16 times consecutively yeah, yeah. is incredibly impressive. We, we know from covering from the Leafs closely that that's not a given. But you come back from the break, there's the Monday games, and then the Tuesday they come back, they play in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights yeah. to, for a chance to, to tie the record. How and, hot is that ticket? 
that is a excellent game because the, the you know Golden Knights kind of own them, mm-hmm. right? That's like kind of been their bitter rival and lost them in the playoffs. Get over the hump, got to beat them. The big one. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. So <laughs> it happens. Yeah. No one's watching. No, it's going to happen a lot. Should <laughs> we welcome Aaron yeah. in? Yes, that's better than All me. Right. Just Aaron Portsline covers the Columbus Blue Jackets for the Athletic. We've already had you on once again, man. You must be doing something right for us because uh, we have no other explanation on the Columbus Blue Jackets season than, than you help. right now. How are you? Yeah, I'm being called in to uh, talk about the accident scene, the, the victim, <laughs> the describe the body as you found it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kind of that's um, where we're at right now. Again, yeah. Where do you start to uh, to really kind of I don't know put a, a priority on on what is the biggest issue right now? We know Patrick Liney's uh, leave of absence as well. Yeah. We know that there's young players that uh, don't believe that they should be in the American Hockey League. Like, right. Aaron, where do, where do you Triage. see where do you see uh, you know the where the attention deservedly goes. Well, just look at this last uh, almost 72 hours now. I mean, on the ice, they're up 4-1 in Vancouver, give up three power play goals in five minutes, literally three of them. And they end up losing that game in overtime, uh, a recurring theme this year. Then they give up two power play goals. They give up five consecutive power play goals on five consecutive kills. Wow. A franchise record. Um <laughs> So two tough losses, but they're kind of used to tough losses. Intertwined with all of this, as you mentioned, and not making light of this, Patrick Line steps away from the team and into the NHL, NHLPA player assistance program. That is obviously something that the team is worried about, concerned about, way beyond his impact as a player. This is about Patrick Line getting well. Um, you've got, as you mentioned, a, a top prospect. Uh, defenseman David Yerichek in the minor leagues and not happy about it, not happy with the way that he's been jerked around this year, told to get a place in November, get a place in Columbus. Uh, you're with us now. And four days later sent to Cleveland to play some games. Wow. That's a mixed message. Um, made a healthy scratch for three games, then brought to Columbus to fly with them on their trip out West sits in the press box for a game, and then flies back home, sent back to the American Hockey League. So uh, he thinks he should be in the NHL. The, the Blue Jackets say he's not one of their six best, and he's going to have to play. I'll let the two of them sort it out, but it's not a great relationship right now. And then last night, um, almost the the topper to all of this, Adam Fantilli, one of their really bright young players, gets uh, kicked in the back of his calf uh, inadvertently by Jared McCain. Jared McCann's left skate in Seattle and basically hops off the ice. Now, I've been told it's unlikely he plays uh, Tuesday in St. Louis. The fact that there's even any there maybe is good news, but the club has not said how serious the situation is. But uh, to lose Adam Fantilli for any amount of time would be quite a hit for them because – the 19-year-old center has been very good. All of this is swirling. The Babcock stuff at the beginning of the year, uh, all of the losses, the Elvis Merzlikens blow up a, a couple of weeks back. I mean, it's just, you know, thankfully, not a lot of people are paying attention to their on-ice product because that's been rather lousy too. But I think 
this is just way too loud for the way the Blue Jackets and their ownership like to do business. You just wonder what else is coming and when it might happen. Well, and, you know, several times throughout listening to the synopsis there, I wanted to ask a specific question about one of those things. But I just want to get cut to the chase a little bit and just, you know, talk about what's going to change. Because you just, you can't be a team that is this bad for this long with this many off-ice issues or the ownership that doesn't love it. Like, obviously, I'm asking about Kekalainen here. You know, is 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 that something that's going to happen this season or after the year? Or? Yeah. Well, it's a fair question. I mean, it's more than fair. Yeah. Let's be honest. If this were, imagine if this were Toronto. I can. I don't know that it would reach to, to the almost eleven year mark for Yarmo Kekalainen before questions like this surface. It's clearly the most under stress that he's been on the job. Clearly the the ripest for a change in that seat. I think we've seen since he's been here again, third longest tenured in the NHL. The one thing that's keeping a flicker of hope here. And I think there's still, even with all of the young players playing as well as they have uh, guys, maybe some people haven't heard of yet, but deserve to Igor Chinikov. I mentioned Fantilli, Kirill Marchenko. Um, they, they have a, a group of young players here. Kent Johnson, of course, Dmitry Voronkov. These are all bright spots to this season, and you would think the future. But the question, I guess, with Columbus forever has been, uh, can you keep it together? You know, can these relationships be kept uh, healthy and happy? Look how many players have left here, and now, now we're coming up on a stretch where they've got to make some pretty, not decisions, but they've got to sign some really – uh, bright young pieces to contracts and those have been kind of messy before so can they keep all of this together how long is this going to take i mean you know they they they're on a rebuilding plan but sort of i mean when you sign johnny gaudreau are you in a rebuilding plan that seems right. to be a, a step forward uh line a of course is now an issue so there's just a lot percolating here that that they've got to deal with it. I, I think there's a lot of questions about where this might be headed. We're talking to Aaron Portsline, who covers the Blue Jackets for the Athletic. Uh, Patrick Line, was there uh, any thoughts that he was struggling to the degree that he needed to step away, Aaron? I mean, no indication of that. He's, he's always been an interesting guy. Um, he's always been really difficult on himself, really hard on himself, I should say. Um absolutely slays himself in interviews after rough games um, more than any player I can remember. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm certainly not in a position to diagnose any of this. Um, and we don't know what it is. It's up to Patrick, obviously, if he ever wants to divulge what that is. Uh, he seemed to indicate in an Instagram post that he's needing to get his mental health uh, into a better place. So I'll certainly leave him at that and, and take his uh, word for it. Just, just one more thing on on, on Patrick Line and just the original sure. trade uh, that that transpired uh, with Winnipeg, and just the overall thought that you you know when he's at his best, he's one of the best shooters, one of the best goal scorers. But you looked from the right from the get go that he became a Columbus Blue Jacket, and you said, "Who's who's going to pass him the puck? What elite player are you going to put with with Patrick?" and I just I, has that ever come up in terms of conversations that you've had that 
you know, you're getting this this great goal scorer, but I mean, he's he's not a good fit right now for this team. Right, and and you know, they were at a point that trade was not made because they wanted to move Pierre Luc Dubois. They wanted to keep Pierre Luc Dubois. But if you remember how ugly that got, I'm of a mind, and I think there are people within the Blue Jackets who believe to this day that they should have said to Patrick, uh, I'm sorry, to, to P.L. Dubois, no, we're not trading you. Sit the hell down as long as you need to get your act together again and be ready to play. Um, but they felt like that was a house on fire and had to deal with it. They got the best deal that they could. Um, I guess you could even look back on that and and surmise that Winnipeg had a house on fire with their young player and were ready to move him as well. Um it, 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 I don't think we've ever seen Patrick Liney at his best here, to your point, Kipper. No, he's not had the, the centerman. He's not had the setup men. He's not had the other forwards to take uh, any heat away from him to give him open shooting lanes on the ice. The, now, last year, starting last year, they had Johnny Gaudreau here, and they've tried those two on a line, I can't tell you how many times, and it does not work. Yeah, It's just it's oil and water. And one of them has to move to the right side to facilitate that, to be on the same power play. One of them can't be in their preferred spot, the left hash. So it's not ideal in any way. Patrick was almost a point of game guy last year, but he hasn't been anywhere near this the electrifying player he was early in his career with Winnipeg. Yeah, it's crazy because you know it's within him. He knows it's within him. And so you can understand how that frustration would boil over. And, yeah, wishing him the best. Uh, well, he hopefully, you know, can get back to the guy we've seen him be before. You know, when I think of all these things that you sort of laid out for us, the ones that feel that most the GM would be most responsible for is this Juracek one where, you know, you know, this seems like their own doing. A player is frustrated, doesn't understand, doesn't feel like they're getting the opportunity. And I read the Juracek quotes where he compared himself to, is it Simone Nemich and a, another young player who are getting Korczynski this opportunity. in Chicago. Korczynski. He's getting, they're getting the opportunity and he isn't. Is that fair that he's comparing himself to those guys at this point? Well, I think it is. And I think the other part of that comparison is, you know, where are these where are these teams in the standing? Certainly, Korchinski is probably a better uh, sure. comparison. Like, what is this season about at this point? And I think this is the fans' frustration, too. It's like, you know, they just played a game in Edmonton, and Connor McDavid is there, and Adam Fantilli goes through the entire game playing on the left wing without taking any faceoffs in that game. And to me, I'm saying that is such a missed opportunity. Yeah. Right there. It does these games don't matter now from a win-loss perspective. How can you maximize the importance of these games? What can you get out of these games to use these to your best benefit? David Yurichek was a healthy scratch in that game. Sat in the press box in Edmonton. So now next time they play Edmonton, it will be the first time David Yurichek understands if he's in that game, understands the gap you have to to take. I hear defensemen talk about this all the time with McDavid. It's just different to be on the ice with him. And and now he still doesn't know. Now Adam Fantilli has gone through that game. Maybe they'll play against him in March when the, the Oilers are in nationwide. But it just feels like a wasted opportunity. And there's been so many games like this where nothing against Adam or Andrew Peak, nothing against Jake Bean, but you know who those guys are, 
And year check is the future of this franchise, not being not peak. I mean, they could stick around for a few years again, nothing against them, but this is your top dog. I don't have a problem, honestly, if they would have made the decision at the start of the season, he's going to play in the AHL. But from a managerial standpoint, it makes no sense to play him that 10th game as they did pretty early, engage the first year of his contract. And it makes zero sense. It almost seems like you're messing with the guy to tell him to get a place. He has an apartment sitting empty in Columbus now uh, while he's living in a hotel in Cleveland. To to tell a player to get a place, that's such a big moment in a young player's career. Mm -hmm. That says you've made it. And I know teams typically don't have that conversation until it is abundantly clear that the player is going to stick. To say that, to tell that player that, and then... Boom! Back to the AHL. It it does. It feels a lot herky jerky, and it. I think the year check camp has taken some of it personally, and I'm not sure why that would be. Aaron, as soon as we get through All Star Weekend, these GMs are going to be on the clock when it comes to the trade deadline. Is yeah. there a sense that Yarmo has the green light from ownership to do what's necessary moving forward? Will they? Will they? Pull the reins in on him. Does he have the the freedom now to continue? Or is this just something that we all believe will get uh, reassessed uh, in the offseason? Yeah, well, I think one of the tough questions with a move like this is, do you let them have the trade deadline if you're going to fire them as soon as the season's over? Like, how toxic is this direction? How, How little faith do you have in that person to do the right thing? If you look at their roster, the only prominent UFA is Jack Roslovic. Not a big return there. He's going to get traded if they can find a taker. Um, the other two big ones, Line A now would appear off the table. That's not likely to happen. But that's a player who, because of all the young players pushing up into the lineup, it would have made a lot of sense to move him at the trade deadline. I think Merzlikens is untradeable uh, as much for his on-ice play as, as for his reputation across the league. And I think the other a sort of veteran player who has a contract beyond this year who could be a consideration is Ivan Provorov with the emergence of Denton Matejchuk, who could be here as soon as Moose Jaw's season ends, will be here probably for the start of next season. Uh, so they could be fairly aggressive, but we're talking Provorov as a possibility. Roslovic is a likelihood. I'm not sure those are big enough moves to feel there's an urgency to make a a change in that spot before the end of the season, but it depends on what ownership is thinking and they, they don't like to share their thoughts with us very often. Okay. So let's eliminate them and make you the owner right now. <laughs> yes. What do you do well, in so June? And, and one of the, one of the great uh, benefits of an awful season like this is you've got quite a ramp up to consider things, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't get to the end of the season and make the call. So by now, if I'm ownership or if I'm John Davidson, I would want to have a name in mind. This is who my next GM is going to be. And the question is, can I get them now? Are they currently employed with the team? Uh, Most of those guys you could not get out at this time of season for obvious reasons. Um, if, if, If I can't get my guy until after the season and I feel like it's gotten toxic with with Yerichek, then maybe I do make that move and let Chris Clark, a very highly respected former player, former capital of the or captain of the Capitals, uh, former Blue Jacket himself, has been an assistant GM here for a few years. Um, I don't think he's a permanent solution just yet, but he seems a steady hand who could absolutely carry the reins for a short time. But 
again, those are decisions to be made what, by what do you think they today. need do they need the experience of somebody that's been around just to settle this thing down could you bring in rick nash yes. and give him more responsibility or potentially groom him well i don't think rick nash wants to be a gm i think he has his eyes more ultimately on the president's chair um for me this is why i employ john davidson if i'm the owner of the blue jackets that is as trusted a person as you'll find in hockey, he's had an incredible career. He may be ready to retire. Um, I, For me, his last job with the Blue Jackets would be to find me a new GM and settle off into the sunset together. Um, I think this job needs a, a veteran GM for sure, one who understands culture, uh, obviously has an ability to do the other things, but understands the culture of the place uh, and is a people person because uh, that's what's been needed here for a while. Aaron, great stuff, man. Really appreciate your time and uh, shedding some light on uh, the situation in Columbus. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Aaron Portsline from The Athletic. <sighs> yeah, once in a while, you know, you got to look into a team that we don't, you know, see a lot or whatever because a lot's going wrong, Cap. Yeah, is, is that the longest tenured guy? He said third longest tenured GM. He said closing in on eleven. Eleven years. Yeah. If you are in last and you've been the GM, you know you can't claim you're rebuilding. You've yeah. got it where it is. Why do well, I think you're the guy to get it out? And we wish Patrick Liney the best, of course. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not here to tell you that what I, I I know what's going on with him, but I can tell you for sure. This is a guy that's lacked confidence now for a long time here. And he's very good at what he does. And at one point on a trajectory, just like Austin, it was or is. Yeah. I saw a highlight reel from his rookie year on TikTok yesterday. And it was like, he's breathtaking player. Yeah. Like his, like not the speed, six, obviously, five, but just six as long as this rangy, table. that snapper, confident. Like it's crazy how he's, quickly he's twenty five. Yeah, you know, twenty five, and he he's was twenty five on pace for one of the youngest goal scorers. You know, out of the gate, his first two years, he he scored eighty goals. Yeah, yeah. Over those oh, two his years. numbers were off the charts. Thirty six and forty four. His first you know, two years. And remember the hype too. It was it was Austin and Patrick. Yeah. Going head-to-head. Yeah, I'll yeah. never forget that game. Yeah. The Leafs were up four zip. They blew yeah. it up, and Line A scored the overtime winner. And, and so I guess, you know, I don't I don't think you can write this kid off. No. You know, like he's such a talent. He's so young. You get him right. I mean, I don't know if he's happy in Columbus, if he would like a fresh start somewhere else. That's totally, totally my words. If I were another GM in the league, but I would certainly yeah. love to talk to them and be like, yeah. is there a chance we can be the team to, to try again with this guy? Because he... Got in the right spot with his head right. Obviously, yeah. what a what a special player. Yeah, you'd, I don't anticipate him being even available. Not this year. You know, not this year. Yeah. But you're absolutely right that you you'd be crazy to write him off as long as he feels good again and he can get the the help that he needs. Yeah. Um, we are still talking about one of the best pure shooters in the game. Yeah. He makes eight point seven this year, and then two more. On that deal. At 8-7? At 8-7. Really? I thought yeah. I didn't know it was that high. I think he kind of brought up one of the more fascinating things with sports is that when you're bad and it's like time to sell things off, but the reason you're bad is the general manager that's in place. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the only reason, clearly, but right. like 
it's such a delicate balance. I even felt that last year with Dubas at the deadline when it was, you know, like, are we sure Dubas is the one to make well, these decisions? He's right. got no contract. And if he is the one, then extend him. Yes. Either key, you know, <clears throat> you kind of got to make that decision it, before you let them make the decision. In retrospect, he kind of burned the boats. He sure did burn, like, kind of. No, he burned the boats, <laughs> right? So it's like, I looking back on that, everyone just assumed he was going to sign. I think he assumed he was going to sign. I think Shani assumed he was going to sign. I think they did till two days before he didn't. <laughs> it all came down <laughs> to a fateful press conference, boys. <laughs> all right, what are we doing? Game time? Yeah, let's do game time. Uh, it's game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Terrio only. Please play responsibly. Now, I just don't usually do this because I always lose. But maybe I should just get outside of hockey to start winning some bets. I did a this weekend a parlay between the... Kansas City Chiefs, and the Detroit Lions. And you may be asking yourself, but Sam, the Lions lost. Oh, they did. But Bet365 has a feature where if one team in football, I'm not sure what it is exactly in hockey, I think it may be three goals goals in hockey, but in football, it's 17 points. So if your team that you bet on goes up 17 points, you get an early payout. So I won a bet on a two-team parlay where one what of the teams, teams lost. lost. <laughs> so, Bet 365, there great you job. Go. There you go. So uh, I was really surprised by that. Uh, it was really nice, and I went and played hockey. What, were the, what was the 10, like 5 to 1? It was, was 10 to 1. It was 10 to 1. 10 to 1. That's a nice parlay. So it's funny because I went on the ice at halftime. Like I went, I watched the game, I went to a rink in my neighborhood, got off the ice, looked at my phone, I was like, oh my God, what the <laughs> it hell did. happened? So yeah. Hell so, you know, we're at the, not the halfway mark here, but I'm just looking at some of the futures here. Um, who do you guys think is the favorite for the MVP? Is it McKinnon now? Kipper? I think Nate's probably running away with it. Pull it up here. I had it. I think you guys are probably right. Uh, he is a minus 130 favorite to win the, uh, yes. to win the Hart Trophy now. So, Nikita Kutrov's next at plus 300. Connor McDavid at plus 400. Austin Matthews is the next closest at plus 1,400. So they believe that those three guys are the only ones who can win it. I mean, plus 14. Plus 14 How many assists for, for Nate McKinnon? Uh, a lot. He's got... 50. He's got 53 assists and 31 goals and 80, yeah. uh, 84 points in 49 Nice balance. <laughs> nice balance. <laughs> uh, find someone who loves passing like Kipper loves passing. Yeah. Uh, and the other one I wanted to check in on, the Jack Adams Award. The two favorites are Rick Tockett at plus 110, so pretty heavy favorite. Rick Bonus 4-1, to one, and then it jumps up to Chris Knobloch at 10-1. to one. Yeah, well. But if all you do uh, is win. win. <laughs> you know? But what's, what's the I actually don't hate betting on what's, him. What's the point. precedence for a guy taking over in November and winning Coach of the Year? Has that happened? I think it has. I'm trying to think yeah, back. I think it. some, yeah. I don't know who, but mm. I think I think someone's come in late to a race and, and won it. I think so, too. Yeah. I just don't know who. So that might not so be the worst. Can I go back to football? Is yes. it just a foregone conclusion the Lions coach comes back next year? Got to be. Yeah. I actually loved what he said after the game. See, I hated it. Yeah? What did yeah. he say? I didn't see it. He, he said, I wouldn't change my mind. Oh, no. I, I didn't I, like that part. I was referring. I think he was a little too quick to, to double down on his decision. I agree with you on that. You should show some introspection and reevaluate when things don't there, work. There's no growth if you just say, I was right. I was right. Yeah. 
so, and I do it again. So I was referring to he told his team that may be it for us. Like we may not get back here. Another dumb thing to say. I I liked the idea that he he framed it as we're going to have to work twice as hard to get back here. You know, it's not like a given a good team gets back. So not only are your fans crushed about this year, now they're crushed next year too. Yeah, we have made it. You double crushed them. To me, them. that's a message to the team that like, you know, we're not going to go home and celebrate this year as a victory. You put in some work this off season. So, oh, my early, the early line for the uh, Super Bowl is plus 105 for the Chiefs are underdogs. In my opinion, smash it. Anytime you can get maybe the greatest quarterback of all time, as a favorite, I'm mean, sorry, as an underdog, you would you probably do it. I did it this weekend. It's like watching that game, anyone who bet on Lamar as a favorite, I'm sorry. That was just dumb. <laughs> it was. It's Patrick Mahomes. See, and Taylor Swift. The, the one thing you did say today that I do not mm. agree with you. Uh-oh. And that was Seems when like it comes day. to Detroit and, and Campbell is that, well, it worked all regular season. Um, just stick with it. No. Well, that's your identity. Playoffs, buddy. That's your identity. That's Playoffs. how you got Playoffs. Different beast. Mm-hmm. New lessons. New strategy. We've got to win one game. This isn't something you build on. You have to have. You have to think differently for every moment. There is no tomorrow. You. So, could the ownership in Detroit say, "Yeah, you can get us this far, but to go to the next level now to win these games, we need I don't know I mean, Belichick." No, oh, I'm the, just throwing it out yeah. there. Like the culture shift that came with Dan Campbell, like they have completely changed the franchise. I know they have. Detroiters are like proud they, to they like follow this on, man. He was on the 0 16 team. Uh, like hey, he's like the whole thing. I can be yeah. sold on giving him one more chance. Yeah, that's all. But, but I will say, my thoughtful, well-rounded friend, I agree. That they, you know, different circumstances call for different thinking. Yes, and just because yeah. you hammered her home all year long. And there, and there are some guys that can coach in the regular season, but they can't coach in the playoffs. Yeah. And you look at who's in the Super Bowl. Well, it's like, who's he talking? A, a lot of the same guys are usually in the Super Bowl. Like Andy Reid seems to be there a lot. Kyle yeah. Shanahan seems to be near there a lot. Like yeah. it's always the Belichick was there a lot. That's what's crazy. The Chiefs have just turned into the Patriots. Yeah. They just win games. They were not supposed Anyways, that's enough football for today. Kind of wish that Mahomes um, had beat Brady in their in their one of the battles. And if he had, if he uh, numbers D- would look different. And D Ford had, wasn't offside, they would have beat him in the AFC Championship game in 2019 or 2018. So yeah. there you go. Anyways, uh, that was game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. Bet365 must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Okay, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into our news and notes, including the Ottawa Senators. Elliot uh, had his. Uh, Second intermission, drop the name Chris Tanev on the Ottawa Senators. What? We'll talk about pardon? that. I says pardon. We'll talk about Brock Besser, 30-goal scorer. Champ? Sorry. The what? The Champ. You ever heard the Champ cartoon? The, the audio? Sorry, no, the movie with that little Ricky Snyder or whatever. Nah, that's a different Don't thing. you remember? He's probably like 58 you, now. What? Ricky, sh- <laughs> you can ignore Kip and I. Kip and I are on two bad hey, tangents hey, at the old, same time. Hey, old you guys, you, you weren't the even break. the movie I'm talking about. You weren't even born. I guarantee you. <laughs> old farts. Time to break. All right, you heard the man. Back after these words. Big opinions and in-depth conversations covering the Leafs, Jays, Raptors, and the NFL. The JD Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back into the Real Kipper and Born Show. Uh, guys, on the weekend, uh, we learned that uh, former Ottawa Senator forward Alex Formington uh, turned himself into the London police. Five players were told last week by London Police Services to surrender in connection with allegations of a sexual assault in June 2018 on a woman by members of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Hockey Team. I, I mean, I, I don't know what else we can add to this without knowing definitively what's, what the next steps are. It's not us avoiding it. It's not us, uh, you know, trying to, you know, bury things under yeah. that uh, you often get accused of doing. We just we just don't know where this story is going, uh, except that we anticipate four other guys between now and maybe February 5th yeah. when there's a, <clears throat> excuse me, London police will hold a press conference. Right, mm-hmm. and just not even not comfortable discussing or speculating, just not, you know, we're not able to. It's not, you're not, you know, this is not a place where you're allowed to sit up here and go, here's maybe what happened or what might happen. Yeah. We're just letting it play out like everyone Extremely else. Extremely serious matter. That's, yeah. There's no speculation yeah. at this time for it. So, but yeah, so there's one of four, that, or one of five, I guess, that have turned themselves Right, waiting place. for that. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, the Ottawa Senators looked like they were in decent shape against the New York Rangers on the weekend. Went up two. Except <laughs> giving up the next... Seven goals. Oh, my God. God, I'm still out here just believing in the Senators team, and it's nonsense. Like the so one... you get to watch them tonight, buddy. Aren't you I know. I am going to. I actually, the, I, I bet the, on them tonight. The one that blew me away was the face-off where mm. uh, Kreider just skated into it and let yeah. this 50-foot wrist shot yeah. go far side. Yeah. I'm like... You just can't win games if you don't get a save. You just can't. Can't even play. You can't. You don't trust anyone. Like no. you know, you don't trust that. No. You can ha- take an extra second with it, the pocket. Can't play hockey. It no. was supposed to be better with Corpusalo. It was supposed to be. We're going to give you twenty million bucks, and we're going to get decent goaltending, and we're ready to compete. Yeah. What's league average? Nine oh three. Teams will play five million for a nine oh three in a heartbeat. Just he, give me a nine oh three. Give he, us a chance. He yeah. He's not that. Not at nine oh three. Is no. he so? It doesn't matter how bad he's he is. He's It won't matter how bad he is between now and the end of the season. He's going to get a chance to go home, yes. work out, try get this his again, mind and body ready, and then try this thing again, and then fork in the road time for him. He's either yeah. Jack Campbell on waivers, or he's going to be the number one goalie for the Ottawa Senators next November. As we did the bit on Ilya Samsonov in the first half where it's like, you're the first half of the show where it's like, yeah, come out and play really well and play in the NHL or don't and don't. But, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that, but this is a team that just experienced that with Matt Murray the last you know, year and a half prior. Well, I guess, like, did you look at the Corpusalo and go signing, go good bet? A good, you know, I did not. You did not. You were definitively against it. Yes. So where is someone in that organization going, yeah. maybe not, maybe this isn't our guy. Why do we yeah. think he's our guy? Uh, we don't often get, you said Ottawa, and I was looking at the text. I don't often get texts that on a Friday don't, you know, get me here. But what is a worse trade from last summer? Is it Penn's Eric Carlson or the Kings Pierre-Luc Dubois? Was Carlson been that bad? I think he's been okay at times for them. Dubois, what has he given them? Nothing. The Kings 
are I mean, eight. The Pens power play is the worst in the league. The Kings are no. two, so eight, there's, there's, and six. Yeah. The last 16 after going 27 and four to start. Like, they are now, like, threatening their whole season. I can't believe the Penguins' power plays 13%. Yeah, is it the worst? 31st. Chicago's yeah. worst. Listen, the, the Penguins are not going to miss the playoffs. No. And that's that's because everybody else is just doesn't want it. Sid's on, he's just unbelievable. He's willing that team to victory every night. The Penguins are, you know, they're outside looking in right now, nipping at the heels of, uh, of Detroit in terms of winning percentage. I think they, they'll get they into. They can't miss it. They can't, really. No. Who's, so, who's better? Who, like Pittsburgh. Like, they've got too many good players. Yeah. It's like looking Sid. at Edmonton earlier in the year. It's like they have too many good players to, to be bad. So the, I, to answer, the question, the clip? answer the question. Yeah. It's, you think it's purely Dubois? Dubois. Dubois? Yeah. Did you tweet the clip of Pittsburgh's power play at the top, the way they were passing it back and forth? I don't know if you saw no, this clip. But I, so. Was it against the Panthers? Because I watched that game in its entirety, and their power play, they had eight chances. They scored once, and they yeah. made had three scoring chances the entire time. It it's was horrible. just Eric Carlson doing the Gretzky shuffle across the blue line. No one it's, moving the puck. No one's like, God, it's tough to watch. Yeah, it goes up to him. He stands there. Tries to blast one through. Bat- Malkin shoots it from the half wall. Shoots it over to Malkin. Yeah. Not good. I think the Leafs is bad. Not good. Anyways. And you now I'm not here to suggest that Todd McClellan's job in L.A. is in jeopardy. Well, you don't have but, to suggest that. People are. But I will say this. this is conversations. Like, you're not, during this All-Star break in L.A., you're not avoiding the internal conversation there that is, is this a coaching issue? Yeah. Is, is, is something not right here? Mm-hmm. Like that, that conversation is going on right now in LA. I think the hard part is that this team was pretty garbage. He hung in there. He's actually been there a long time. I think he's one of the, I don't know, six, seventh, eighth longest tenured guys in the league at this point, but he rode through the garbage with them, Kip, yep. the bad years to get it going here. And he's helped it get going in this direction. I'm not sure it's fair entirely to say you've taken it from here to here and now that it won't go farther, you know, you don't get any time to try. So, I don't know. He got fired after 20 games in Edmonton uh, in eighteen nineteen, and then he took over the Kings job in nineteen twenty. So, yeah. it's been, he's in his fourth season or fifth season. So, there you go. Buddy, the turnover with coaches, that's way up there. This is a team that cannot miss the playoffs. I mean, they... That's what Dubois was all about here. Next level stuff. Yeah, they were really. But then they gave him a massive contract. Like only four coaches have been with yeah. their team longer than McClellan right now. Anyways, Brindamore, Bedard, Cooper. Yeah, yeah, for sure it is. Uh, By the way, I, Keith is right there. With I him. mentioned Saturday, Elliot, in the second intermission. I saw him uh, link Chris Tanov to Ottawa, which you know his sources are impeccable. I yeah, don't doubt him for one second. Right. But I'm asking why. What is happening? Why? Well, could this be in the fantasy land version of what I'm talking about? Like, like the Canucks in Hronik, where you say, they got a guy when it didn't seem to make sense, but then he was there with them the next year, and it really just worked. When did they get, I don't mind did that. I sell anyone? When did they get Hronik? When did they? Mid-last season. Or at the deadline last year. Yeah. They traded a first... 
You know, Hronik was 24 when they got him. But he, he was Ten of his he, not. He, but Hronik wasn't on his way to becoming an unrestricted free agent. RFA? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was RFA. Yeah. But, like, you're going to miss the playoffs in Ottawa. So why not just wait for him in the off season? Why are you mm. now I guess giving you the impression that you may go after him now? I guess you're worried someone else is going to get him at the deadline and sign him. But you can always overpay. Yeah, like, not if they get him first. I, I would think at this point there's some protection in Chris Tanev's contract, i.e. a 10-team, I don't know, 12-team, 5-team. Like, does he want to go to – does he want to get traded to Ottawa in the next few months to miss the playoffs in what is still considered prime years? I think he lives in the beaches. I think he'd be happy to be back in Ontario. <laughs> I saw, I, saw, wow. I saw him on After Hours with Scott Oak and, uh, and yeah. Francis talking about Square Boy uh, Burgers. So oh, yeah. it's like, I mean, that's <laughs> right near here. He wants to play in the spring. Yeah. yeah. Go to Ottawa and you're done. This year, yeah. This year. Yeah. No, I, so I agree with you. It sounds like a crazy idea. But, yeah, if Ottawa wants to trade for a guy for next year's purposes, Tanev's probably not. I will say, I was at, a, I was at an establishment that serves uh, – Alcohol on Saturday after yeah. Leafs talk, and I was watching the thrilling uh, Blackhawks and Flames game. Mm. One nothing win for the Blackhawks. But then after that, they had Chris Tanev on After Hours, and I couldn't have. There's no sound on. And I'm like, that guy just get him on the Leafs. Like the look <laughs> he on looks like he's got his teeth, his hair. I'm like, yeah. that guy looks like he's in Shorzy. Get him on the Leafs. <laughs> That's he, he's the a game for me. Who looks like an old time warrior. Yeah. Anyways, where'd you pay him? Because he's, he's a free agent. You want to give him TJ Brody's money? He wants, uh, he wants a new contract. I think the... He's the, 33. Yeah. The prudent thing for me with him is you look at it like, are you really going to spend the whatever it takes? Probably be a first. There's a ton of teams that want him. It's going to be a first-round pick to get him, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. God, the deadline, yeah. So then do you want to spend that first when you're not necessarily sure that this is the team and we can maybe get him in the offseason for money? You have to know that he was going to sign with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be minimum five million times three. <laughs> three. Maybe four. How about four three. times three? <laughs> <laughs> That's my negotiating. How does not yeah, that sound? Yeah. Hey, he, I love he's, his game. Well, and, Me too. And, He's a great guy, and he's got this reputation for being a leader. And you just listen to Calgary talk about him, and it's that's that's a that's a hole so that you can't easily fill. It's funny when you look at last year's deadline for the Leafs and like getting a guy like Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen, who just like were great guys and workers and did yeah. their job and like really kept things moving in a positive, winning direction. There's not a ton of guys where you know they have those qualities. Tanev seems to be one of them. Um, just got another text that's relevant to our conversation. Always leaving the Canucks till the end of the show with short mention, and they are the best team in the league. Yes. They are the best team in the league. They haven't well, struggled just... lately with their wins. They're, or... they're, they're winning. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, yeah. But they're not their best wins. 71 points in 49 games, 33-11-5, and 7-24 winning percentage. I'd just like to clarify for everyone out there, there's not some mandate we touch on all seven Canadian teams no. in every show, so... We, have, we, we do a pretty good job we, with that. We, we tend pass to respond better to teams where their hair's on fire. Right, that's yeah. far more. <laughs> Not winning. We've actually said this about... Boring. Yeah, we're like, look at this successful <laughs> team. Boring they should continue us. to do those things. 
We can get a guy on to talk Columbus the, today. The Canucks, are, <laughs> they are so good. So good. So good. And uh, what's his name got fined there, didn't he? Uh, the chaos Ma- giraffe. Yeah, for the elbow. Yeah. The chaos giraffe. giraffe. Yeah. That's yeah. a great handle. Yeah, I've seen really that a works. little bit. Yeah, he flies around out there. I will say, if you're a Canucks fan, I would say be hesitant about labeling your team the best team in the league or the favorite because that's just extra pressure. Yeah. Team, coaches vie for the right to be the underdog in playoffs. Okay, yeah, there's you have Cooper and Keith yes, got a like, dog. Oh, Tampa <laughs> Bay. This, we're awful. Have you seen us? Okay. We're a joke. So if we're going to talk Canucks, <laughs> let, let's talk about their lineup they have to still move some money out to bring something of significance in. So people are talking like, about yeah. Gensel, Jake Gensel. Okay, for, for, I don't see for one second right now Kyle Dubas trading Gensel. Can't. He can't. Gensel just breaks that block for right? rock best. So Aren't they the same guy? That's, that's not the guy, but where do you, where do you move money out? Because... They don't like Garland was, hey, go cut your own deal. We we're exhausted trying to trade you. He's good, and now he's coming in as arguably one of the best third line players in the league. You know where you lead me. It's Kuzmenko. Talk so doesn't love him. Kuzmenko. They got to move. Kuzmenko. Kuzmenko's uh, five and a half out. Hugh Suter is taking on those minutes and that opportunity, and he's yes. thriving. Which you should be able to push. How old is Kuzmenko? Kuzmenko's. 27. Hey, Ottawa, you spending money before the deadline? The other one um, I mentioned in my article last uh, week was uh, Kaliev in L.A. They they got to, L.A.'s got to trade him if they're not going to use him. And he's 22, 3, 5 maybe, 24, 25. Um, Just looking at Vancouver, not a lot of Canadians on the Canucks. No, actually zero Canadian forwards. Yeah, I'm just looking through. I don't think is I don't think Bluger's Canadian. No, they're all American. Literally no Canadian forwards. Russian, Sweden. It's crazy. Yeah, I I really don't care. It's just like looking looking at that. That's rare. It's extremely rare. So maybe that's the key. Get rid of all your Canadians and you'll win. So you heard it here first. Last (laughs) week we talked a lot about Rick Tockett and uh, and Petey. And did did we make it a bigger story than it actually was in Vancouver, Sammy? Uh, could have been us. What do we do? Could have been us. Okay. I mean, I like that we made it a big story because they make a big story out of everything Toronto does. So it's nice to have it be See, I just assume it was a big story out there. That's why you you, you brought it up. Did Todd call you? No, nobody. No. What are they going to say? Did Jimmy Rutherford call you? Nobody. He's a kipper. Come on, bro. We've been friends Aquilini for 100 years. Well, if he did, I'd just say... Yeah, it's our producer, Sammy McKee. Okay. I didn't want I, to say anything. Listen, I know I've been in this business a long time. I don't know how to sensationalize. Like, like they, they were built this way, these kids. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's what we grew yeah. up doing. Uh, another text from Hooger. Can we get Sam and Kipper to switch positions for a day? I want to see Kipper produce this since he is on Sammy all the time. It's a fascinating suggestion. So, uh, here's what I'll say, Hooger. But you, it won't Kipper go well for pro- Sammy. Kipper's yeah. a good producer. Yeah, Kipper, Kipper will do like, a great yeah, job. He'll have Gretzky on and <laughs> yeah. he'll start calling him the favorites to make me look bad. Yeah. Yeah. A one show Kipper produced show <laughs> would want be that. our I'm just be helping a Hall of Fame. Yeah. I'm just helping you. Yeah. 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 I gotta, I, I, we we got to nail somebody fun this week, though. Who do you think we, who are you after? It's in Toronto. No, you got to get one of your yeah. Toronto buddies. Yeah, we got to get somebody. You know who we had that was good who last year? Cujo was good. Cujo. Yeah. Who, who, who are the, who are the captains in the uh, All-Star game? Bieber. 
Bieber. Michael Bublé. Yeah. Bublé. <laughs> Tate something rather. McRae. Oh, Tate McRae. I Tate. don't know. Tate. Should be a good interview. Okay. Yep. And Will. Yes, oh, Will, Will Arnett. Can we get oh, Will, Will Arnett? Can we get Will Arnett? Will Arnett, I absolutely love. I would love to get him on the show. Okay. That would be Sammy, yeah, sure. get to work. Yeah, sure. Uh, Daniele, what are you up to, buddy? <laughs> yeah, someone send a text, will you? Get Disco Dan on it. He's the real uh, brains of this operation. And yeah. just a note. Yep. This Friday, where are we, Sammy? We're Metro? At the Metro Convention Center, I think. For, oh, the Fan Fest. Fan Fest from yep. 4 to 6. Yes, sir. And I will have a couple of hats, real Kipper and Bourne hats, and Sammy, too. We'll get a t-shirt hats. gun? Don't don't have the gun. Uh, but we'll give away a couple of hats. My son may be uh, stopping by, too. Oh, how we'll exciting. Get him on the mic for a minute. I'm kidding. He's not going to say anything. How exciting. No, no. He's hosting. <laughs> you wouldn't do much worse than I do. I'm going to start the party. You guys the weekend get, party. You guys yeah. want to hear about Roblox? Yeah, oh, Roblox. Oh, Roblox. Yeah, yeah. That's how you know you don't have kids. Right yes. There, yeah. there you go. Okay. Well, sorry I missed that. It's, oh, it's a okay. game you should have invested in a year ago. Roblox. Oh, it's very popular. Is that like uh, Cabbage Patch dolls? It's exactly like Cabbage Patch dolls. You nailed it. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. one, of those, one of those things that's uh, uh, worth a billion dollars right now. Yeah, you got it, Dad. It's always everybody but us. I know. That stuff. Leave me. I know. Okay, Aaron, Aaron Portsline, thank you for your time. Today, uh, good job, guys. Not hey, bad for thanks. a Monday. Yeah. What do you want to talk about tomorrow? Ottawa, Nashville. We're just going to repeat this show. And okay. We're going to go and hang out for lunch. Look for Cujo and Will Arnett. Like thanks for joining us, everybody. Get a chance. Give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. Back tomorrow.